Welcome to the GV Talks Book Show, where it's all about reading and literacy at Genesee Valley Central School. Join us as we talk about the ongoing book studies in our district, updates in our library, and hear about our amazing literacy celebrations throughout the year. Join me, your host, Lindsay Simpson, as we hear from our very own Genesee Valley literacy gurus as we celebrate literacy together. Hello, everyone. We are back with GV Talks Books. My name is Mrs. Simpson. I am your host, and we have some wonderful guests with us today. And so what I'm going to do is go right around. We've got a little bit more than normal to finish off this series, which is awesome. We're going to go right around and have everybody introduce yourself. And what I'd like you to do, guys, is tell us and our listeners your first and last name and who your teacher is, okay? So Avery, you can unmute yourself and you can go first. Hi, my name is Avery Gepner. My teacher is Ms. Schaefer. Awesome to have you here, Avery. Hi, my name is Kinsley Babbitt and my teacher is Ms. Schmidt. Thanks for joining today, Kinsley. Weston, go ahead, introduce yourself. My name is Weston Babbitt, and my teacher is Ms. Mrs. Schaefer. Thanks for joining us, Weston. And Peyton, go ahead and unmute and introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Peyton Grabbit. My teacher is Ms. Schmidt. And, of course, we have our co-host that we could not do this without. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, Mrs. Northsethaporn, I'm the librarian at Genesee Valley. So we are here today to finish out our Little House in the Big Woods series. I can't believe we've already reached the end. Um, and so we're going to finish out actually the last two chapters. They were pretty short. And so we're going to combine them to talk about today. So the first chapter, chapter 13, was all about the machine. But it started with Ma making, uh, once again, some wonderful... Uh, things for her family out of the bright yellow straws from Pa's oats. Kinsley, what was Ma making for everybody? Was making straw hats for her family. That's right. Yes, she was. And Ma seems like, as always, quite the hard worker. Yes. Do you guys remember, was this a quick activity for Ma? to do or did it take her a little bit of time probably a little bit of time yeah sure did it took her it took her quite a bit of time it said that in all of her free time for days she was braiding straws yeah, yeah. and and they, they it was kind of neat because they shared that there were skinny straws and then there were medium straws and then there was super thick straws and she had to go through and braid all of those straw to then pieces together to yeah. them and then sew them into the shape of the hat yeah yeah Lots and lots of time. Uh, would a straw hat be something that you guys would want to wear? No. 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 Why not? What do you, why, what, yeah. What's that makes you say no? Because it ma makes you itchy. Oh, it might make your head itch. Yeah, it might. It you might. know, Weston, that's exactly what I thought of, uh, that I might get a little itchy. Uh, because they itch. They itch. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're all on the same page. It might be a little itchy, but I think that they really appreciate them because it's awfully sunny at the at Little House in the Big Woods, and they don't have any other thing no, to wear. No, they're working hard I all the time. I would use them if I had to. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you had to, right? You would you would definitely use one to protect your head and face from the sun. Yep. Yeah. Good answer, Kinsley. Probably I would too because I burn like crazy. Yeah, easily. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The majority of this chapter was about this wonderful machine that came to the farm. Avery, can you share with our listeners what was the wonderful machine used for? It was used for to cut the wheat. Very good. It sure was. Yes. And um, Avery, can you explain why was this something that Pa was so excited about? So they can make bread. Very good. And did it, in, in our story, everything that they do, it seems like it takes a really long time, doesn't it? Yeah. What did this machine do? Did it take a really long time or did it do the job quick? Did the job quick. It did the job quick. So it was a definite shift. It was something different in our story that we hadn't heard yet, right? That there was this machine that was going to get something done fast because it seems like every time we read a chapter, oh my goodness, it took forever to get that thing done. So this was something that happened fast. Which would seem pretty nice. Very nice. Yeah. Probably especially for them. <laughs> and now I know that you guys don't have the book in front of you, right? You just, They just listen to it. They just listen, yes. Um, but there was a really neat picture, and the way the book did describe it, though, which was pretty neat, that this machine, there was someone who sat in the middle, Yep. and then there was four posts that went out to create almost like a circle, and they had two horses hooked up to each post, and the horses would go in a circle to make this machine run. Right. Almost like a carousel. Yes, very much so. Like it would, it would, it would, they would just walk in a circle to spin the rod that would then run the machine. And they said that was the horsepower, which kind of made me giggle a little bit. And it was an eight horsepower machine because you hooked eight horses to it. Makes sense. Makes sense. (laughs) So I wonder if that's where our term horsepower comes from. Horsepower comes from? I betcha. I bet it does. Yes. So Peyton, I'm going to ask you a question, girl. If you saw a carousel machine like that, where there was a piece of wood in the center and then eight horses, what would you rather sit on? The piece in the middle so that you could see all the horses, or would you want to ride the horse? The horse. Oh, you'd rather ride the horse. All right. Interesting. Weston, how about you? Where would you sit? Horse. The horse? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Avery, how about you share out? I would sit on the horse. On the horse. All of you would sit on the horse. Everybody likes to ride the horse. <laughs> uh, where would you sit? You would get splinters. Oh, you would get splinters maybe sitting on the on the wooden piece in the middle? Maybe. So, Peyton, that's, I'm so happy you said that because I was sitting here thinking, like, I think I'd want to be in the middle. I'd want to see everything. See all of it. But I didn't think about splinters. Splinters. Hmm. Oh, okay. And I don't know... I kind of in my head had it that that centerpiece was still, but I don't know if it moves, if it spins also. Huh. Maybe you get dizzy. Maybe. And it probably hurts sitting on a piece of wood. It's trying yeah. to bang. It might not be as comfortable as a horse, right? Yeah. K- Kinsley, where would you sit? Would you sit on the horse or would you sit in the middle? The horse. Definitely. The horse. See? All right. All right. I think you all had a good idea. Yep, yeah. I think so. So it was a short chapter, but it was a neat chapter. This is the first time that we ever hear of a machine Showing doing up. the work yep. for this family. 
Yep. Which I think is kind of nice because it transitions the end of the book into maybe a different era. Yes. Right? We're going from the colonial times into the next era where there's more machinery. More progress. Pa talks about he was happy that the machine came because it symbolized progress, which means changing to make things a tiny bit easier for him. Yeah. Which he's probably ready for. Yes. So then it goes into our last chapter of the book, the very last one, and Pa tells us, uh, is out into the woods. He is going into the woods to hunt because all the fawn that they talked about earlier on in the book have now grown up and they're big enough to now hunt. Yes. But he doesn't come back with any meat. And the girls find this interesting because that's never happened before. He's never gone out hunting and not brought something back, which is very different from my house because I think more often than not, things don't come back. Don't come back. I was <laughs> thinking that myself. I was like, huh. Yeah. I have a lot of hmm. hunters that go out and come back empty-handed all the time. Right. <laughs> okay. I think they need to be with Paul a little bit. <laughs> but Weston, can you share with our listeners why Pa didn't bring any meat home from hunting that day? Because the deer was really cute. It was cute, and I was so surprised by that. Me too. Me too. I think that uh, he actually had, how many chances did he have? Does anyone remember? Yeah, Kinsley's holding up her fingers. How many fingers are there, Kinsley? Three. Three. He had three chances to bring home fresh meat, and he passed them all up. And it was all because he got caught up in looking at the animals and enjoying them in their natural habitat and just uh, and admiring them, as Weston said, seeing that they were cute. <laughs> so that is very different for Pop. Very different. So let's go around. Or maybe he maybe wanted to try to keep it alive this time. Maybe. Maybe he thought this time he would just let it go. Very good point, Peyton. Yep. So let's go around. Um, Avery, do you go hunting with anyone in your family? Nope. She says nope. Peyton, how about you? Do you go hunting? No. No. Weston, no. do you go hunting with anyone? Yes. Yes. Kinsley, how about you? Do you go hunting with anyone? Yeah. My dad. Yeah. So we have some an even split. Mrs. N, do you go hunting? I have been hunting before, but I don't anymore. Okay. Yes. Yes. I have never gone hunting. I don't see myself hunting. Yeah. Very early. Extremely. <laughs> I never even tried either. Yeah. Uh, and it's cold. It's, yeah, that's, that's why Mrs. N doesn't hunt anymore. <laughs> because it's really early and it's cold and those animals are too, I'm like Pa. Yeah. I get caught up in, in just enjoying them in their natural habitat. So, yes, not a hunter. You no. sometimes have to get up at five and stay there for a while. Yeah, it's really early, isn't it, Peyton? That's what my, yeah, that's what my stepdad does. Yeah. It's too early for Mrs. N. Me? Yes, too early for me, too. I'd be a little grumpy out there in the woods. Mm -hmm. um, but Kinsley and Weston, so as hunters, do you think that if you saw these beautiful animals in their natural habitat and they were so cute, would you shoot it still or would you not shoot? If they had horns, I would shoot, but if it was just a mom, I would not shoot. Oh! I really that only care about the horns. All right. So if there was horns, then yes, we would. If there wasn't, then we would maybe let it go. Kinsley, what do you think? 
If it had antlers, I would. And if it was a baby doe with its mom, I would. Okay. Good. Um, if there was a baby, I would never shoot. Never, never shoot. shoot. Yeah. And Pa was like that too, right? He would never shoot the the doe if it had a fawn. Yeah. Avery, I, you said that you don't hunt, uh, but like us, we don't hunt. But what what do you think you would do? Would you shoot or not shoot? I'd probably shoot ones with antlers and just leave the mothers. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now, do you think that they are um, going after the antlers, or do you think that there's another reason why they're hunting? I'd go for the male, male because the males have more meat because they're bigger. Or me. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's what they're after. Yes. So at the very end of the book, there's this beautiful passage that and finishes if, it out for us. Yep. Go ahead, Peyton. If I also really needed it, I would shoot it. Yeah. If we needed it, right? If we yeah. Needed it. Yep. That makes sense. That makes sense. So Mrs. N is going to read this passage for us. So what I'm going to ask everybody to do is, you know, mute your microphones. Our listeners, whether you're at home or you're driving, you can sit back, you can relax. If you're driving your car, definitely still pay attention to where you're going. <laughs> but we're going to let Mrs. Norseth the Porn finish off the book for us, and we will just enjoy. Okay. Pa lifted Mary up out of her chair and hugged them both together. You're my good girls, he said, and now it's bedtime. Run along while I get my fiddle. When Laura and Mary had said their prayers and were tucked snugly under the trundle bed's covers, Pa was sitting in the firelight with the fiddle. Ma had blown out the lamp because she did not need its light. On the other side of the hearth, she was swaying gently in her rocking chair, and her knitting needles flashed in and out above the sock she was knitting. The long winter evenings of firelight and music had come again. Pa's fiddle wailed while Pa was singing, Oh, Susanna, don't you cry for me. I'm going to California, the gold dust for to see. Then Pa began to sing a song about old grimes, but he didn't sing the words he had sung when Ma was making cheese. These words were different. Pa's strong, sweet voice was softly singing, Shall old acquaintance be forgotten and never brought to mind? Shall old acquaintance be forgotten and the days of old lang syne? In the days of old lang syne, my friend, in the days of old lang syne, shall old acquaintance be forgot, forgot, in the days of old lang syne. When the fiddlehead stopped singing, Laura called out softly, What are the days of old lang syne, Pa? They are the days of a long time ago, Laura, Pa said. Go to sleep now. But Laura lay awake a little while, listening to Pa's fiddle softly playing, and to the lovely sound of the wind in the big woods. She looked at Pa sitting on the bench by the hearth, the firelight gleaming on his brown hair, and the beard, and glistening on the honey-brown fiddle. She looked at Ma gently, rocking and knitting. She thought to herself, this is now. She was glad that the cozy house, and Pa, and Ma, and the firelight and the music were now. They could not be forgotten, she thought, because now is now. It can never be a long time ago. Absolutely wonderful. It you know, and I, all the time when I listen to this book and when I read the book and I hear how they describe what's going on, I just think they do it so well. She does. She does a very nice job. Laura Ingalls Wilder does a nice job of putting you in the moment. Yes. yes. So at the very end, you know, she's laying in her bed 
she's, you know, listening to Pa sing, and she's describing her love for her cozy house with the fireplace going, music, her family. You know, we all have small, simple moments like that with our family um, that maybe we're not talking and we're not laughing and we're not doing something big like that, but they're just moments that you can look around and appreciate what's going on. Absolutely. And so I know for me, a small moment like that is when I'm actually, when my husband does the dishes. (laughs) That's a great moment for all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I appreciate it for sure. But I love it because uh, we have an Alexa and he always plays his music on the Alexa and he like dances a little bit behind the sink. (laughs) And now that we have Scarlett, um, a lot of times he'll actually put her in her high chair and pull her up to the sink and like splashes her with the water. Fun. And I just kind of love taking a step back and watching that little moment. Watching that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can relate with Laura as she's watching these moments in her own house. In her own home. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you guys, are there little moments like that at your house that when you look, you just go, oh, I like that. That makes me smile. Weston, you're nodding your head. Can you unmute and share? What is that? What's a small moment in your house that you love? When I found my, um, well, I had a, we had a stray cat, and we adopted her because we think it was sad for her to just be left out in the rain. Mm-hmm. And when my dad said we can keep it, I was like, I had to smile. Oh, that's nice. It is an awesome moment. That Weston. is a great moment. Very nice. Thank you for sharing that moment with us. Uh, Avery, I think I saw you nodding, too. Did you have a moment that you'd want to share that makes you smile? Yeah, whenever um, some friends come over and we all dance and um, dad, dad plays music, music on the speakers. Those are fun. Those are fun moments. And they probably mean a little bit more to you now because we haven't been able to have those moments in a long time. So when friends start to come over again, it means even a little bit more of that. That's a good moment. That is an awesome moment. Yeah. Peyton, do you have any moments that you would like to share of something that makes you happy? Well, my cat makes me happy all the time, but my cat passed away. Her name is Mittens. Mittens. Um, Mittens. And, you know, the the best thing about pets is that even though they don't last forever, we can always remember those moments with them. Um, they always make me smile. They always. Yep. You can think about that moment. Hold on to it. Yes. Yep. I had a cat, Peyton, growing up that um, I don't know how this cat did it. It was maybe six pounds. It was a very small cat, but it would cuddle up with me. And it would get so comfortable, and I would start to try to turn or move on the couch, right? And the cat would look at me with these eyes, and I was like, oh, I won't move. I won't move. I'll just leave you be. (laughs) I will let my legs fall asleep just to make you comfortable. (laughs) Uh, But I will always remember that. So, yeah, Peyton, these animals will stay with us forever. Uh, Kinsley, is there any moments that you would like to share that make you smile and make you happy? And you can unmute yourself to share. My dog makes, makes me happy when she slides across the floor because it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, pets do make us laugh, don't they? Yeah. 
it always seems, especially when we need a laugh the most, they show up and give it to us. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing, Kinsley. Mrs. Ed, how about you? Um, oh, there's Kinsley. Puppy. Oh, there's, there's the puppy. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by the puppy. Um, I would say moments that make me smile are when my family is very busy. I have my daughter's 20 and my son is 16, so they're moving and shaking all the time. So it's always nice when everybody's in the same spot for just a minute. It, it never lasts very long, but when everybody's in the same spot and it seems like chaos, everybody's talking and having this conversation and running around and doing their thing, Mrs. Ed usually just steps back and listens and it's like, oh, this is not going to last forever, so I enjoy it while it can. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is fantastic. So. I want to thank all of you for joining us today. And before I let you go, we're just going to go right around the circle. And I'd like you to share with uh, the people listening, would you recommend this book to a friend, Little House in the Big Woods, and why? Or why not? Weston, go ahead and unmute, and you can go first. I think it's a great story about animals. Yes. Yep, they have they have a, a dog and all the nature that they see, the bears and yes. the deer. Yep. It gives us a new appreciation for them, don't doesn't it? Sometimes, especially when Pa's hunting, we get a little bit sad about, oh, why does he have to shoot? But a lot of you mentioned, well, I would do it if we had to. So I think it made you understand the fact that they had to. Yeah, that's how they had to survive. Yeah. So I love yeah. that reason, Weston. Thanks. Good job. Avery, go ahead. Would you recommend this book? Why or why not? I would recommend this book because I like it because um, it shows how life was in the colonial times. Yeah, it shows us about long ago, doesn't it? And it does such a great job, Avery. I agree with you. I think anytime someone's learning about colonial times, this is the book. This is the one. It's going to give you a really good picture of what life was like. Mm -hmm. yep. Thanks for sharing, Avery. Hey, and how about you? I think it's an interesting book and the homemade stuff they had made with the tools they had in the woods. Yeah, it sure does, doesn't it? It makes us realize how easy we have it maybe a little bit. If they wanted something, they had to make it. And the interesting, the neat ways that they went about making it. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Thank you, Peyton. Kinsley. Yes. Yes. Why? Because I like how Pa gets them food for the family. Pa is a great character. He, he does is. a lot for his family. He does. He does a lot for them. And, uh, and Ma also. They work hard. Yes, they do. So thank you all once again for joining us and helping us close out this series, Little House in the Big Woods. Yep. 14 chapters, 13 episodes. I know I have really enjoyed this. It has been a good time. And uh, if you're interested in keeping up with what happens with Laura and Mary and baby Carrie and Ma and Pa, the next book in the series is Little House on the Prairie. There so you go. Check that one out if you're interested. Wonderful. So thank you all for joining us, and we are looking forward to being back. Uh, whenever the next series occurs, we will be back to share a book once more. Very nice.
From everyone here at Genesee Valley, we want to thank you for joining us for today's episode of GV Talks Books. And to remind you, the journey of a lifetime starts with the turning of a page. Thank you.